Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey sis, welcome back to another episode of A Letter to My Sister podcast. Per usual, I am so happy to have you here with me and I so appreciate you for coming back week after week after week to listen to all of these wonderful revelations that I have and all these wonderful guests that I have. And today, can we just chop it up? Can we just chop it up for a second about all of the revelations that I've had, all of the awesome conversations that I've just been having this past week. Can we do that? Because I was talking to someone about my business and let's pause again. Can I be honest, like absolutely honest with y'all? This entrepreneurial journey, this podcasting journey, it's really not for the weak at heart, like if you really wanted to be something, this is not just um, this is not just a press play and recording go kind of thing. Like you got to think about it, press play, listen to it, edit it, and like you want it to flow, and you think that it's flowing, but then when you listen back, you're like, oh, that was choppy. Oh, that was choppy. My God, I say so a lot. Ooh, I say, okay, a lot. And it's like, good grief. And some days, I don't want to. Isn't that how it goes? I I don't want to. (laughs) I literally was thinking, you know what? I think I'm just going to drop an episode that I've already done, call it a rewind, and just be done with it. Because I don't want to. But here I am because I need to. (laughs) So I was talking to someone today, like really helping me hammer down my avatar and the type of woman that I was trying to reach. Because I said, man, I really don't feel like my message is hitting the way that I want it to hit. You know what I'm saying? Like if I can talk to people face to face, I can do it because they're like, oh, I so relate, I so relate, I so relate. But as we were talking about it, I said, oh my goodness, the underlying theme of this whole thing has been fear. And this is when my mind was completely blown. So I feel like I'm going to title this episode, Now What? Hear me out. I've said this on the podcast plenty of times before that we have followed this life formula of earning good grades, 
so that we can continue our education and find a stable job, right? But then now what? I've done all of that. Now what? And one of the things that I wished, like the message that I wish that I had caught a little, not a little, a message that I wished I had caught early, earlier in life is that there is more to life than just work. But if you listen to hustle culture, grind culture, and the message of this life formula, you stop at work. And you don't really start to think about other things until you start progressing further in life. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, now that I've gone to school, I've made the good grades and got the good job. I mean, like, I still do want to get married. I still do want to have kids. Like, I still want to do all these things and they have nothing to do with work whatsoever. But it's kind of like for me, and I don't know, and you all, you all can talk to me, holler at me on Instagram and let me know if this was the case for you as well. But for me, I thought that when I got all this stuff done, that was it. Like that was all that I had to do because I did the things that I thought I was supposed to do. I was responsible. I was organized. I was intentional. I followed the plan, but life still wasn't looking the way that I expected it to. And I really could not figure out why? Like, what in the world is going on? So then we went back a little bit and was like, okay, what are some of the things that I did that were, that I thought was actually very good, but actually turned out to be a hindrance for me, right? And so just a few of those things, and this is also, I feel is the heartbeat of my coaching program and why I decided to start it is because for me personally, I always pride myself on being the example. I want to be the best. I want to be the greatest. And if you're a person of color, there's a high chance that you were told that you had to always be better. You had to do twice as much. You had to go twice as hard just to be seen as level for your counterparts that are non-melanated. And so I was operating in kind of this spirit of perfectionism. And I wanted to be the best child because I was my mom's only child. I wanted to be the best example because I was my my father's oldest child. Nobody told me to do this. But this is what I took on for myself. And so as I did that, and as I started reaching these goals and grinding and working twice as hard and doing twice as much, I kept my head down and I did what I needed to do. So at work, I mean, basically I'm a boss, like I'm getting all the accolades, I'm getting all the awards, I'm doing all the things that I need to do. I'm seeing as the strong one, right? The mentor. People go to me for advice because they like the way that I function. They like the way that I do work. But I noticed at the same time, though, nobody was calling me for like fun stuff. Nobody was inviting me out to just hang out and chill, at least not at work anyway. No one saw me like that. 
But then if someone was to hang out with me outside of work, they were like, oh, wow, you real cool. Like, I did not think that you would be like this loose, this laid back. Like, this is another side of you. This is cool. And so I noticed that people at work did not feel as if they could be that vulnerable with me or come to me with everything because I, I basically seemed like a stick in the mud for lack of better words. You know what I'm saying? They're like, eh, all right, well, you know, whatever it, it is, what it is. But then also when you do that, of course, your persona at work can sometimes drip over into your personal life. And that can drip over into your personal relationships. And then now, because maybe you've been wanting a relationship, but you've been too busy grinding at work, that now when you do get into a relationship with someone or you try to get into a relationship with someone, they say that you feel closed off. They say that you don't seem to be as open, that you don't really seem to be vulnerable. So isn't that interesting that you can be at work or you can be at home and then the same people say, mm, you really don't seem that open. And you're like, what? What do you mean? I'm open. I'm here. I'm talking. We're chatting. We're doing all the things, right? Or maybe again, at work, you're seen as having it all together. But then when you go home, you don't really feel like you have anything together. And then because people see you in two different lights, now you kind of feel like you're operating in imposter syndrome because you also don't really have the life that you want whatsoever. But then sometimes it just feels burdensome that people are always coming to you. Like, why does everyone have to come to me? I ain't got this all together. But because you are killing it at work, because you are seen as successful, because you are making the money, because you seem to be living a decent life, because you seem to be driving a decent car, because you seem to be wearing decent clothes, of course, of course your life is successful. Of course you're killing it. I mean, come on. Like, who would not want the life that you have? But the problem is, and this is where my biggest revelation has come from, the problem is you, I, we have been living our life according to shoulds. I should have a job. I should have a family. I should have all of these things but then also, if you're getting older, a millennial, you feel like time is running out because now you've chased the bag. But now it's like, okay, now I would like to, I would like to settle down. I want to do all these things, but because I have been operating in a certain place for so long, I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? So going back to the relationships where you're seen as closed off, 
or maybe you're treating the relationship like a job. So you're very observant. You don't really give too much information. You don't really share too many feelings. You're not very personal. You may be flirty, but not like too much because at the same time, you're very reserved. Or then maybe you don't want to be hurt again. So you hold back a little bit. Or you're waiting for the other shoot a job. So you're observant because you're looking to see if something is odd. Is something out of place? Does it not feel right? Because if it don't, you can just be up out of there and you can be out of there quickly. So it's like, this is how you operate at work as well. And you can't treat people at work the same way that you treat people in relationships. But better yet, honestly, I would prefer that we were the same. So in one sense, you know, we kind of call it code switching where we talk very professional at work and then we like get so hood (laughs) when we go home. But even still, don't we kind of code switch in our personalities? I'll be honest with you, I've I've done it and I'm still a work in progress when it comes to that. At work, I'm very, I'm very business minded. I'm a little fun, like just a little bit, but I still want us to make sure that we get this work done. And so I didn't want to be too laid back to where people are like, all right, well, I don't have to. Like, this is not a requirement for me because she real cool. She won't care. Yes, I will. But also, I do have a super fun side. I have a silly side. Like, in my personal life, I ain't that serious. Not at all. Until we start talking about business. Then it changes. (laughs) But, okay, okay. So this, again. Again, all mind-blowing revelations, which I'm just calling this the now what and the chop it up. So the now what, the underlying theme of all of this, fear. It is absolutely fear. Fear in relationships, in work, in family, fear of judgment, fear of not being enough, fear of being weak or vulnerable. Because guess what? The underlying thing of all of this is that simply I just, or you just, or we just want to feel safe. Safe to be who I am uniquely and authentically me. Safe in all of my strengths. Safe in all of my vulnerabilities. Safe in all of my desires. Safe in all of my needs. It's really just feeling safe because the life formula taught us to be safe. It taught us to be safe in our life because there would always be a job to back us up. There would always be a job that I can fall back on. Safety in relationships. So I'm going to hold back because if something happens in this relationship, then it's okay because I've guarded myself. But at the same time that you've guarded yourself, you also did not open yourself up to allow this person to freely be able to get to know you. And then in the fear of judgment, because you're operating in the spirit of perfectionism or the spirit of uh, the strong woman or the spirit of, I need to be all the things to all people. But it's because you want to feel safe in the persona that you have created because you don't want to feel like you've let anyone down. 
You don't want to feel like you have let your parents down. You don't want to feel like you have let your family down. And so you're there for them at any time of the day. The savior complex, right? We do everything that we can for these people knowing that actually our helping can sometimes be a hindrance. And then we don't have any boundaries, right? Like our boundaries, that's a form of self-care. Self-acceptance, are we truly accepting that who we are? Are we truly accepting our uniqueness? Am I truly accepting my uniqueness? Am I truly accepting my authenticity? Or do I have some kind of fear that's holding me back? Do I feel like someone won't fully accept me for who I am at work, in my relationships, wherever it is that I decide to go? How exactly does this work? Do you feel like you can be your unique and authentic self at work and at home? So what I want to do is take you through just some things for you to ponder on is what I call my dream and my core method. My dream is where you truly just focus on yourself. And so that is drop the cape. So we're going to drop the superwoman cape. Okay. We're going to be vulnerable. We're going to be honest with people about how we're feeling. That's the start of it because people ask us all the time, oh, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm fine. I'm all right. You ain't. Be honest with people. And even if it's something as simple as saying, you know what? Actually, I'm a little tired today. I did go to sleep a little late. Be vulnerable in that. Be honest in telling people, okay, I'm tired. If someone calls, be honest and say, hey, I would love to speak with you, but I'm real tired right now. Can I call you back tomorrow? Just do that. Just try that. R is re-envision the life that you want for yourself. I believe for that a lot of us, a life formula has caused us to lose our creativity. It's caused us to lose our imagination because we're so busy thinking logically that we don't even allow ourselves to dream. We don't allow ourselves to think of the possibilities because we're too busy being rational. Be irrational. What comes to your mind? What is it that you actually want to do? What is it that you really, really, really want to do? Are you even satisfied with the job that you have right now? Or are you just doing it so that you can get a paycheck? Which one? Establish boundaries. And I said this earlier, like we just kind of go here, there, everywhere. We accept all kind of calls. We accept all kind of text messages. We do all the things, but sometimes you just need to shut down and establish some boundaries. Be like, look, I got to be at work at whatever time in the morning. I can't take your call at 10 o'clock. And don't. I mean, if you have an iPhone, I don't know about Android, I'm, I'm team iPhone over here, but you can put your phone on focus or do not disturb and set it up automatically. My phone automatically goes on do not disturb at 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday. And when people call, it goes straight to voicemail. I don't hear nothing until I get up the next day and I see that I had a few missed calls or a few text, missed text messages. Eight is allow others to fall. We're so busy with that savior complex. We're so busy trying to 
help people or save them from their own foolishness, that unfortunately, sometimes our best lessons are learned when we fall and we don't have nobody to help us and we got to get ourselves up. You can warn a person once or two times, but after that, if they're really helping on doing what they want to do, I mean, let them. You can be there when they decide to come back or when they ask for your help, but let them ask for it. Don't just go out there and do stuff and waste your time and then be mad, but they never even asked for your assistance in the first place. And then M is me time. We have to be more mindful. I have to be more mindful about making time for myself, doing the things that I want to do. Even if it's just sitting at home, staring at the ceiling, I don't have to be busy all the time. I can sit back and relax. I can go get me a massage, a manicure, a pedicure. And even if I'm not actually going to a shop to do that, I mean, I know how to soak my hands in some warm water and, you know, push my cuticles back and apply some nice nail polish. I at least know how to do that. That's easy. Read a book. You know what I'm saying? Take some time. Learn something new. It doesn't, it, it takes no time to at least sit back and say, okay, every day for this next month, I'm going to read 15 pages so that I can learn something new. That takes nothing. So that's part one, dream, completely focused on you. Part two is core. I call that your connections, your organization, romantic relationships and experiences. Your connections, how are your connections with work? your friends, and any other type of relationship except romantic, how are those? Like, are you even out being social at all? Do people know who you are? If you are looking to be in a relationship, sis, do you even go outside? Do you go outside the house? Hello? Hello, somebody? <laughs> I hope you are going outside, but I hope that you're also establishing those relationships at work, like making those networking opportunities, especially if you're in this corporate type of setting and you intend to stay there, it's good to know people. It's good to have resources to fall back on. Even in your, your neighborhoods, you don't know if you don't know who your neighbors are, if you don't know who some of these people are in your neighborhood, I really need you to get out here and introduce yourself. You never know what these people do or how they can be of help to you or how you can be assistance to them or how y'all can even form some kind of partnership. O is organization. Are you handling your day or is your day handling you? There were plenty of times where I just got up and it was like, well, whatever comes my way, that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna just do it this way. And then I get to the end of the day and I'm like, what the heck did I do today? Because I can't remember. Or people ask me, what did you do over the weekend? I'm like, you know what? That's a real good question. I don't have a clue. And then I literally have to sit there and think about, girl, what did you do over the weekend? I let the day handle me. But when I became organized and when I said, okay, I am going to do this. 
I am going to do that. Like if there are really truly goals that you're trying to meet, you absolutely need to be organized. Even if your goal is getting into a relationship, since that's what I've kind of been focused on for this whole entire season, even if your goal is to get a relationship, can you at least tell yourself that you're going to go outside at least three days out the week? You're going to go to, now don't go to some places that you don't really like, you know what I'm saying? But go places where you can actually be free to be you. Do you like live music? Can you go somewhere and listen to some live music? Do you like to eat? Can you go somewhere where there's like a fun environment where you can enjoy food and do something else? Go out, be seen, be happy. Just do something. Do something so that you can truly enjoy yourself, be seen in your element so that other people can see you in your element and appreciate you for who you are in your unique authenticity. And then R is romantic relationships. Like if that's what you want, how are you functioning? And if you are in a romantic relationship already, still, how are you functioning? Are you listening to what your partner is telling you? Are they saying, hey, you seem to be close off? Are they asking something of you? Are you responding to their ask? Are you thinking of them? Are you not thinking of them just in a work and strategy type situation, but you're actually thinking about them, doing nice things for them and asking them what they like? That was one of the biggest mistakes that I made in relationships is I was treating people the way that I want to be treated, the way that I wanted to be loved, the way that I wanted to be experienced in a relationship, but I wasn't asking them what they wanted to experience. So I like quality time. I like acts of service. But if my partner likes physical touch, then all right, that means I need to, I need to be a little bit more touchy. I need to touch an arm. I need to give more hugs. I need to give more cuddles. There's something that I need to do. And again, that is what relationship is all about. It's about listening to the needs of someone, anticipating the needs of someone, and then treating them the way that they need to receive it so they get it. You can give me gifts all day. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. But if you intentionally spend time with me and I know that you have been intentional about setting plans for us. And I know that you have been intentional about scheduling a day for us or that you saw that I was tired. And so you decided to run an errand for me or pick up something for me along the way, like that I don't have to do. Oh, I so appreciate that. Head over heels, okay? And the last one is experiences. For me and myself personally, I was not treating myself to the things of luxury. And luxury can be whatever you want it to be. I was not treating myself to massages. I would look at a trip and automatically cancel it out and say, oh, no, that's too expensive. I can't do it. But here's the thing. If you don't treat yourself to these things that you love and like, How do you expect someone else to treat you to these things that you love and like if you have not done it for yourself? So I said, I have got to change that. And 
I'm changing that this year. I already bought it. <laughs> I went back and forth with it, but I did it. I am taking myself on a luxury vacation, okay? I mean, the room is nice. The place is nice. All the things are nice, okay? Living in the life of luxury. Because number one, I want it. And two, I need to show myself that I am more than worthy and more than deserving of having this type of life because this is truly the life that I want. But how can I say that I want it? But then when it comes to me, I avoid it because I say that it's too expensive. Maybe I need to find out, okay, what do I need to do so that this trip is not as expensive? What can I, how can I save? These smaller trips that I go on, can I just toss that out the window and then go on this trip here instead? Because I would do a lot of smaller trips because they were cheaper, but it wasn't quite the experience that I wanted. But this trip right here, baby, I'm telling you, when I get back, Honey, y'all gonna be sick of me on Instagram. Sick of me because I'm gonna be taking all kind of pictures, all kind of videos. I got all my little cute, flowy, summery outfits, baby. I am ready. So experience, experience life. If you wanna go to this one restaurant and maybe it's too expensive and you're like, oh child, I know I'm not paying that much. But if that's the kind of life that you want, you need to sit in a place. You need to sit in a place. You need to smell the air. Okay, maybe not too deep. We still got COVID. <laughs> but you need to be in a place. You need to be in the surroundings. So that way, every day when you go back and you envision this life that you want, it starts to become a little bit more real because now you've been in these places that you've been imagining. And now you can put yourself back in these places. And as I said before, the mind cannot tell the difference between what's real and what's not. So eventually, one of those are going to have to catch up. So when you start putting yourself in those rooms, when you start putting yourself in those places, when you start going on those luxurious vacations, when you start flying in those first-class seats, being comfortable and not so scrunched up, when you start buying those name brand clothes that you like, when you start buying those higher quality of clothes that you like, they last much longer. You don't have to replace them as much. But when you start experiencing that for yourself, you'll get there. And I know someone is like, well, that's not a budget for me. That's okay. It don't always have to be. Save for the one thing. And eventually, as you continue to save for the one thing and experience the one thing, more will come, I promise you that. Oh, I can absolutely promise you that for sure. So that's my chop up, sis. The now what after the life formula. Now what do you plan to do? Now that you've gone to school, you made the good grades and you've got the good job, now what? Let's work on the rest of that. Let's work on building the life that you dream and that you deserve and desire outside of the workplace because there is more to life than work. There's just this small piece. And the crazy thing is we work for 40 plus years practically 
only to live it for a little bit, let's make every day a dream. Let's make every day something that we just truly look forward to living and doing. Let work be fun. Let life be fun. People are attracted to fun people. People are drawn to those who seem like they're not being fake. People are drawn to those that seem to just have a joyful countenance about them. Think about that. All right. So that was my dream method. That was my core method. So if you're interested in working with me, definitely I will leave all of that information into the show notes. But per usual, sis, there is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright and never dim it for anyone. Until next time, bye.